he literally said like, oh, we knew it was fake because the Nike tag was stitched on. And it's like, no, dude, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how the off-white yeah. ones are. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Knockout Round. This is Sarah Coe, the host of this podcast and one of the editors at Annenberg Media Sports. Today's episode is part two of our conversation about all things streetwear, fashion, and culture with AP. So does it ever kind of annoy you whenever a new Supreme drop happens? Because, like, their design <laughs> is so basic, right? Like- yeah. Um, I think, again, for me, it's, like, the more basic it is, like, I applaud the people behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, yeah. I'm just like, man, I wish I could do that and right. sell it for that price, you know? But I think at the end of the day, if you have people that are lining up, you know, whether it's for profit, you know, to, mm-hmm. to cop and resell, um, but if you have a fan base like Supreme does, I think you could drop anything and people will like yeah. it. You know, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of. I mean, like I'm brand. guilty of that for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just like a staple piece. It's kind of like Louis yeah. Vuitton. I mean, before yeah. Virgil and certain creators that work yeah. with Louis Vuitton, like everything's pretty much just like a red box logo. You know, right. they use their same monogram pattern mm-hmm. with everything. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like yeah, you're introducing new new products and different mm-hmm. accessories and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. it's what made Louis Vuitton what it is today. You okay. know what I'm so like so, the story and the history yeah, behind it. For sure. The and process. Yeah. Definitely. Like yeah. I just think it's really fascinating. So whenever there's a new drop, obviously like things go crazy at the store. So I like that for that reason. <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah, I mean I never think like, wow, this is so basic. Why would anyone wear it? Or I, <laughs> I guess like I would I would see certain pieces and it's like I would never wear this. You know? Right, I don't see right, how right. Like it, but Hey, if it sells, I guess it's selling yeah. for a reason, you know, whether people like it or they're buying it for another reason. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been your proudest moment, whether it's been a collab you did with some, someone or a brand or working with Melly or any other number of artists that you work with? What would you say is your proudest moment? To be honest, opening the store for, for Swish, this mm-hmm. past grand opening that we had. Mm-hmm. I think that was something that you know, like I told you, like just sitting back and reflecting for whatever time I do, I think that day was something that I'll like never forget only because for that one day, I kind of saw the bigger picture of like, hey, from day one to up until this day, like really sitting back to think like all those long nights, all those little things that were put into kind of painting this big picture, like this is what it looks like. Now, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I think that was one moment where I just got to see everything in in full scope you know and like see everything in fruition i saw all the brands that i personally make in the store right um you know different brands that we carry in the store that are more elevated brands like supreme Bape. you know having all the shoes on the wall seeing everyone that came out to show love like Mm -hmm. i think from a to z it was just so more so like from apparel to sneakers to people it was like hey this is what we're working so hard for you know or this is what we wanted to achieve and it's like this is like what it is at a glimpse of it. You know, this is where we want to take it. This is just a small piece of it. Yeah, no, it sounds like it was a culminating moment for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, so like how many people are like on your team? Um, Just in general, like- Yeah, like when Swish? you're, yeah, opening the store and uh, the whole process. Like 10, 20 people. Oh, so yeah. like you've gotten to get like really close for with them sure. through the yeah. years. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, no, so this is, this is just at the store. So oh, okay. for my team, like my internal team, uh so it's me my business partner staff and another business partner of mine his name's rick mm-hmm. um those guys are like brothers to me but that's like my internal team yeah that's... how did you guys like meet so Saf, i've known since i was 14 we met in high school wow. um and then rick i met about 
four years ago, three years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, just being in the industry, working on right. different things. Um, we have a couple brands together. So mm -hmm. just, uh, yeah. And then everyone after that is just like, kind of working at the store um yeah either they work for sales they work in the warehouse mm -hmm. um everyone kind of plays their own role you know yeah, yeah. the internal team sure. it's just me sap and rick right so i have what i think is a serious question okay like <laughs> obviously you guys get like a lot of new shoes shoes that haven't even come out yet uh-huh so how do you get those connects? Or are you even allowed to talk about them? Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about it. Um, I'm not going to necessarily name drop. But, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, so we're on, like, we get a lot of friends and family Yeezys that come out. Okay. Um, I have, like, people who actually work in direct factories at Nike. Mm -hmm. um, people come in all day long uh, yeah. to the store, like, that work with different artists, you know, mm -hmm. who who do the whole reselling thing on their own as well, where they yeah. have their own plugs that, that they kind of allow me to use, um, or at least they become my plug for me to get certain things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not like one certain spot. It's just kind of like maybe like uh, four to five different places yeah. that, you know, we really get like gems before they come out or, yeah. you know, stuff that's hard to find that has already been released. Um, right. I remember because you have the Spike Lee's What the Jordan 4s. And I saw yeah. them and I was like, I cannot believe <laughs> yeah. you have them. Oh my For God. Sure. So, I mean, you said before that you're not a sneakerhead. Mm -hmm. So where did that idea come from to open a sneaker store? Um, it just happened organically, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, opening a store, we wanted to do just our clothes. You know, yeah. we had a big warehouse, so we were like, hey, let's just put our brands in a store, mm -hmm. make it a little pop-up and sell them because obviously they're selling in every other store we're selling too. So yeah. let's yeah. make our own store and then have the warehouse in the back. Um, we had like between us three, me and my partners, we had like our own little shoes that obviously we were keeping DS or our own little collection. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, hey, for aesthetic purposes, like let's throw them in this case that we're gonna get, you know, just a small little case. Um, mm -hmm. So a little background for you guys, I had a, um, a pop-up store in Los Cerritos Center that I opened okay. before Swish Studios. So the pop-up was still Swish, but it was a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, so it was just strictly apparel in there. And then we recently opened up the larger one, which is, been in there for like two three months now okay um but anyway so we had like one small display case and obviously we had like four or five yeezys in there um some like supreme sbs mm -hmm. uh jordans nothing nothing too crazy right yeah. so yeah but we noticed a lot of people were coming in and that's the first thing that they went to you know like were they aside like aside from all the apparel no just people of all ages oh you know? okay. uh -huh. And you'll be surprised how many people had never seen a Yeezy in person or wow. never touched certain shoes. So we we're like, damn, this is crazy. You know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I've seen a Yeezy. I've worn a Yeezy. But like mm -hmm. there were yeah. so many kids that were like, hey, do you have this size? Do you have this size? And we were selling our, the collection that we had. So yeah. we sold it relatively fast. And that's when we were like, hey, look, we got to expand. You know, right. like obviously there's there's a big market that we're missing um, and mm -hmm. that we can kind of give the mall that no one really has in the mall right now. Yeah. So from that point, we got like a couple more display cases, um, filled those up with Supreme, mm -hmm. you know, shoes, vape, all kinds of stuff. And from that point, it was just, you know, like the demand was so high, people kept buying and buying. And at that point, we just didn't have enough room for any more display cases. So that's when we kind of made the move to getting the bigger store and then just splitting it right down the middle of like half sneakers, half apparel. So you're also in like the resale game, right? Right. So like people will bring in their shoes. And, like, For sure. Yeah, resell. we buy and consign. That's we don't really, really smart. Do, we yeah. don't really do trades, but yeah. 
Yeah, like we get like 20, 30 pairs of shoes brought in every single day. Really? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Just like from locals there? Or like... Yeah, pe- local people. Um, mm-hmm. There's people that, you know, would usually take certain pla- the, their stuff to Melrose or anything like that. Yeah. And the fact that we're closer to them now, mm-hmm. uh, they keep bringing their stuff. Or it's people who have consigned with us or sold to us and their yeah. stuff sells really quick for them. So mm-hmm. let's say they're consigning. If they drop off 10 pairs of shoes and we sell ten their 10 shoes in like a week or two, they're definitely going to bring back more, you know? So, yeah. Um, and then it's also like, let's say there's a release going on at a Foot Locker or a Chic or a Shoe Palace that's raffled off. Yeah. People go buy it, get their shoe, and then we'll bring it to us to sell it right away. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, just the fact that we, we are telling a lot of people that we buy um, and consign, mm-hmm. I think we're just getting out there. We have good movement with all of our stuff in store. So, whether you're a consigner, I think a lot of people are just coming to the store because of that reason, um, yeah. because they're hearing about us. And obviously, if we're cashing people out, they're going to want to keep coming back, you know, yeah. so they just keep bringing their stuff regardless. I used to be big in the resale game back in high really? school. <laughs> Tell me yeah, more. <laughs> that's, that's how I made a majority of my money. It was just like always getting up, supreme drop. And then I'd always go to like thrift stores too. Uh-huh. Buffalo Exchange, I found like a pair of supreme sbs that i just kind of buffalo exchange okay and um and like i found a pair of the mellow jordan ones and you know just like restoring them selling them back to consignment stores and it seems like they kind of have the same model and that it's like clothes shoes we also buy your stuff and sell it one thing that i was always so curious about was like how do you fish out the fakes between the reels because yeah. nowadays they're so close <laughs> right yeah and then like yeah. you, did you guys hear about the shipment that was seized yeah how much was it i didn't hear about like, that crazy yeah. yeah it was crazy man retro sixes yeah so yeah, how do you like differentiate that? Um, so pretty much at first when obviously being new to the game, um, mm-hmm. I was doing it all myself, you know, Googling, seeing mm-hmm. what I could find. Yeah. Um, obviously certain ones are dead giveaways and there's certain ones that are really good, you know? And, you know, I'm not gonna lie, there was certain times where we were finesse, you know, it got yeah. past us. So yeah. I see it was inevitable though. Like yeah. Yeah. Happens, you know? yeah. And as long as like you're you're good with the customer that that ends up finding out, you know, because mm-hmm. um, obviously I don't want my store to have that reputation. So mm-hmm. it's just taking care of the customer. And right. obviously if you buy like 50, 60 pairs of Yeezys at once, like there could be that one that just like someone slides in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. He's not going <laughs> to notice this one. Um, so, yeah, I think like it got to a point where it was just like, hey, look, we need to hire people with the expertise, you know. Uh-huh. So the people that I hired are no older than like. 17 18 you know but those are the kids that know everything wow. about the industry yeah, yeah. Like yeah black lights they know what what should be going <laughs> oh, wow. on yeah. Yeah. like checking the stitching yeah, like, literally. yeah. And i'm just like it's fascinating to me but i'm like okay mm-hmm. do your thing like go ahead like yeah. this is you grow within your role you know so mm-hmm. um i think at that point it's just finding the right people um i kind of know my tips and tricks on how, yeah. to, uh, how to spot fakes now but what's like your top like uh like what do i get in the yeah, most that's fake yeah uh probably travis scott ones or yeezys oh, oh wow yeah <laughs> that makes sense sure, yeah i feel like the people who know how to tell fakes the best are the people who buy the fakes because yeah, it's exactly. like they want to know you know sure. um but just to kind of get back on that big story that we were talking about with the shipment sees yeah. it was almost fifteen thousand pairs oh of fake God. nikes amounted to 2.2 million dollars 
and like the headlining photo is the off-white Air Jordan 1s and I, if I remember correctly, there was like an interview with one of the customs border patrol agencies and he literally said like, oh, we knew it was fake because the Nike tag was stitched on. And it's like, no, dude, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how, how the off-white yeah. ones are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we knew it was fake because the Nike. So, I mean, like, obviously fakes are a huge industry. So I'm sure. And like, you know, you want to keep your brand's reputation very high. Um, so I'm sure like, that's kind of a struggle that's unique yeah. to this mm-hmm. sort of business specifically, sure, yeah. like streetwear and sneakers, because that's where the fakes are huge. Right. For sure. And I think like it's also like even before touching a shoe, it's just a game of people, you know, like yeah. you could really just talk to someone, look them in the eye and you'll you'll be able to tell if they have a fake or not. You know? yeah. Before I even start <laughs> examining the shoe, I'll yeah. play the game of people first, you know, and like... Yeah. Every single time that I felt like this guy's bringing me a fake, even before I look at the shoe, it's fake. You know, if, yeah. I, if I genuinely think like, oh, this person has a real shoe, it's most of the time it's real. You know, it's just kind of like taking taking a, you know, different precautions that you don't even need to take. You know, like there's certain times I'll pass on something like, hey, do you not have a receipt? It's like, oh, no, I got this for from my friend. So I'm just trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. And then a shoe that's clearly worth like, over a thousand dollars if they're trying to get rid of it for you know 800 at first and you just talk to them keep yeah. talking to them they're like oh you know i just need money i'll take like 300 for it right now. <laughs> yeah yeah like that, red that, flag that, <laughs> like, oh, dude, you had everything in between eight and three like, yeah right? yeah <laughs> have there been any like horror stories when people have like tried to resell anything uh man there's been a, a pretty big horror story about consignment um, yeah so I had a consigner come in. He brought in a lot of merchandise. He was a good consigner. Uh-huh. And then one day on a busy day, I had a lot of stuff stolen from my store, right? So, uh-huh. I, um, and like at first I didn't know, right? He comes uh-huh. up to me and he's like, hey, look. He came to get a consignment check and he's like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I didn't see like, you know, I'm not going to name what items he had, but this item, this item, this item out there, like, Mm -hmm. what's up with that? You know, like, they sell, why is it not in this consignment check? And for me, I know my store like the back of my hand. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait a sec, those pieces were out here yesterday. Yeah. So obviously, I didn't want to put him into a panic. So I was like, look, I'll figure it out. The store's really busy right now. If Mm -hmm. it did sell, it sold this week, so it'll be in next week's check. But let me look into it. He's like, all right, thank you. So he leaves, and then first thing I do is start looking at my cameras because I'm like, there's no Mm -hmm. way, you know, I saw these pieces yesterday. And then I noticed, like, dang, so while his stuff is getting stolen, when I see while it's getting stolen, like, the person consigning is in my store. So I'm like, this is already fishy, you know? Wow. And yeah. He leaves the store. People who are stealing around his age, they get a, they leave as well on separate times. Um, then he comes back in 20 minutes later and asks for his consignment check, you know? So I didn't notice him in the store the first time. Yeah. But the second time, he actually talked to me. Um so yeah, pretty much he was in on it to steal wow. his own items back. That's so I oh so was like, man, these people are out here trying to finesse. You know? Yeah. yeah. Gotta wow. watch out. Yeah. And I, real. I don't know if you want to get into specifics of this, but like, was he a kid? Like, was he in high yeah, school? Yeah, he was like my age. So I mean, oh, okay. for me, it was like, seemed smart. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. legit. Wow. But I mean, yeah, there was just, obviously when you're on tape and you confront someone showing them a videotape, yeah. it's kind of like. How did he react? I, mean, I didn't want to go into oh, that. Okay. That was a different story. Yeah, but I mean, we handled the situation, and hopefully, it doesn't happen again. You know. Yeah. But I, I don't mean, think 
I think you have to be that smart to do something like that, and you have to be that stupid to do something like that as well. You know? Yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen too often. Yeah. I mean, it sounds disappointing. Yeah. That's always like one of the fears people, that I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Those are the people you don't think would do something like that. You know? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. surprised because of that more than anything. You know, like really spending not real time with that person, but really like knowing that person, you know, mm -hmm. like seeing them every single week, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. paying them every single week. So it's kind of like, man, that's crazy that someone would still like have it in them to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, you're just finessing the store at the end of the day. Like I'm the one getting finessed, you know, like yeah. you're still yeah. getting paid out for your stuff. You're still have your own items that got stolen. So yeah. it was a bummer, but I mean, at the end of the day, like that's just, human nature you know you're yeah, gonna run yeah, across yeah. people like that so it's just right. the type yeah. of thing of being prepared i have to ask you about like your experiences working with like these rappers i mean it's awesome not only because i'm a fan of a lot of these artists that i work with mm -hmm. um but i think again like i was telling you everything just goes so hand in hand like i mean i'm i'm a huge hip-hop head like i love mm -hmm. rap i love hip-hop so it's just like music in general where i listen to some of these artists on a day-to-day -day basis you know yeah and it's yeah. like uh, for me, I think I relate a little bit more so to that realm of music because like I I can relate to it. I experience certain things on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, it kind of, it's like kind of life motto when I listen to certain <laughs> music. Yeah. So to be able to work with certain rappers like that or certain artists, I should say, it's like, to me, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. Just like in the, be in the industry of entertainment some way, somehow. And then it's also like, picking the brain of another creative you know like everyone comes from different walks of life so for me to to kind of like be able to be around someone who came from you know a place that's completely different than me and you know still be at the level that they're at it's just it's really inspiring you know more than anything like for me if i'm inspired by that artist it just makes the handoff that much easier for whatever right. i have to do yeah. you know so yeah. it's cool like just being able to be around that scene uh, you know, developing relationships with these people, uh, gaining friendships. So I think it's just a really positive thing. And, and I love that aspect of what I do. Kind of staying on the hip hop theme. Who are your top five favorite rappers of all time? <laughs> all time? Rappers, yeah. or artists. <laughs> rappers or artists? In Let's, general. We'll say hip hop okay, artists. Hip hop. Um, I mean, for sure, like the people that I think you know, help me develop as a person, you know, like uh -huh. who I grew up on uh, mm -hmm. at my age, like Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne. Um, Solid choices so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think another person that I, I really like uh, as an artist who makes great music, he's a newer artist, but Russ, he's really dope. Uh -huh. um, that is wild to me <laughs> because I've never like I, I there's like people on Twitter and like everything else, but I haven't really heard anyone say that. So yeah, I actually fly, like, I want to hear I want like some suggestions because I've never listened to him too much, but I, I know he's like. He's larger yeah, than life. For sure. Artist. Like, I think, I mean, I'm, I was a big fan of his older stuff um, right. before his last two projects. But mm -hmm. I just think his story in general, um, I think he's one artist that's really doing it big compared to any other artist on a, on a real note, you know, of mm -hmm. life, of playing the game of life. Because I think there's a lot of fabrication as well in, in mm -hmm. the industry, you know, yeah. like um, just as it, as it is with any industry. But I think. There's a lot of cap and rap, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, going it on. Is. So, uh, for me, it's just kind of like to really like see and dive into someone's story and like, you know, hearing a couple of interviews, it's like 
thing. That person is actually really smart, you know? Like, yeah. for someone to really be able to drop gems, you know? I feel like Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, uh, Russ, they all, like, they drop gems, you know? And I think five Jay-Z. Oh, okay. okay. Solid choice. Yeah, those are for solid. Sure. Yeah. Do you listen to Anderson Pock at all? Uh, I've heard a couple of songs, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan like, okay. of his music. Like, he's so smooth. To. Yeah, he yeah, he's he, great. Yeah, he's I mean, he's one of my favorite sure. artists. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Makes good music. But, Wait, yeah. can you put me on, though, with Russ? Like, I'm try- I, what, what would you <laughs> suggest to listen um, to? I think his whole... Take a listen to his whole uh, album, There's Really a Wolf. Okay. It's a good album. Um, mm-hmm. Older songs, like... Obviously, he had songs like What They Want, Turn Up mm-hmm. Song. Uh overdue is a good song um yeah i would just say take a look at his catalog because he has a really extensive catalog but okay i think the stuff that he says it's really about the journey you know like mm-hmm. th- that's an artist that i feel like i relate to and i i have related to uh in the past couple of years because it's like certain things are are so parallel to what i would be going through right. at the time so it's just like dang this is like kind of like a motto album right here yeah you know? i feel this that is like yeah, what's yeah. going on right now so I think like artists like Drake. I think everyone relates to Drake in one way or another. Yeah, you know? yeah so. it's crazy. He he. Sometimes I think about it, and that man has been super relevant since I had a MySpace, which yeah. is like, yeah. I don't even know how long ago. He's on all of our MySpace. Songs. Yeah, bro. Like what? I don't That's even think insane. I was old enough to have a MySpace. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm with you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, AP, you're an entrepreneur, a creative. You know, I feel like you affect a lot of youth culture especially in your area what do you look forward to in the future for swish um i think just just expanding in general um getting the name more known and just continuing to give people a great shopping experience you know i Mm -hmm. want people i want to make swish a destination to to make it as simple as that you know a place that you know whether you're looking for shoes or resale items or just apparel in general um i want you to be able to to go to Swish and know you're going to get what you're looking for. You know, I want it to have its own vibe. I want it to be a place that people like shopping, enjoying shopping, and kind of a place that people from all over the world need to see, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. whatever it's going to take, you know, however many events or whatever products we need to carry, like, I think that's just going to fall into the day-to-day process until we get there. But mm-hmm. I think that's just a really big goal that we have is just to make Swish Studios a destination worldwide, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming. It was great to have you on the knockout round. Um, So just go ahead and let the knockout round fam know what you got going on. Uh, Just like an outro? Just like, you know, (laughs) this is your plug. (laughs) You know, plug um, your Instagram. (laughs) So you can follow Swish Studios LA. Um, You could definitely make a stop to the store. Swish Studios, it's in the Los Rio Center Mall. Um, So definitely come out, uh, get your fit right, and we'll take care of you at Swish.